1: Welcome in everyone! John Leonetti in the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio, eleven fifty AM, eighty-eight point five FM and ninety-four point five FM. We're streaming online, IowaCatholicRadio.com and everywhere you are. The free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today, Thursday, August 20th. We've got a great show and story for you. Deacon Randy Keel coming up here very soon with your first and or second reading for this Sunday, the Lexio Divinas on the Sacred Word. uh, Coming up at uh, about 7 25 today, Chris Magruder, co-host of Catholic Women Now, is going to be on the program. At 7.45, Keith Nestor is going to be on. He's a former pastor with more than 20 years in full-time ministry, serving for the United Methodist Assemblies of God and Evangelical Free Churches in different various roles. Well, in 2017, after a long 20-year discernment process, Keith resigned his full-time ministry position and joined the Catholic Church. He's got his whole conversion story. I think he's compiling it in a book, but you know I I love conversion stories. We're having him on to talk all about it. He's got uh, a popular YouTube and podcast uh, called Catholic Feedback, and uh, there's a lot there. He's from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, uh, and he's really gained a lot of um, uh, a lot of popularity. In the country. So I've been uh, wanting to have Keith on for a long time and uh, we finally made it happen. Keith Nestor coming up at about 7.45 today. Mark Amadeo with your news in sports. Weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Sowell. We'll have your saint of the day as well coming up on the show. And I didn't make it all the way through the 12 things you need to know and share about the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I think I made it to uh, eight. So I'll have the rest of those. No, I think I made it to nine. We'll see. Uh, But I'll have the rest of those for you coming up here at about 7.15 today. All right, let's do it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God.
2: God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guiding strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for
1: us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo, News and Sports.
2: News and Sports
0: with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir.
1: We there, Mark? You might be having a little, might be having a little trouble. Well, good morning, oh, John. Hey, what's going on?
3: No, no, I had to had to grab a second cup of coffee. Oh, yes, Get that's the way to you. do it.
1: That's the way to do it, right there.
2: <laughs> Thanks for the heart <laughs> attack, you, Mark.
3: How you doing today? Very. <laughs> oh, that was, oh, that was me. It was all about timing. Bad timing on <laughs> my part, apparently. It
1: happens. It happens. <laughs> Yeah, what's going on on your Thursday, John? What's what's lined up today? Oh, got a lot of work to do. More writing—that'll that, be uh, that'll be the work. Hey, by the way, happy birthday to uh, Iowa Catholic Radio's Joe Stoppulus today.
3: That's right. It is Joe Stop's birthday. Yes, it okay. is. Good for you. Happy birthday. I to what him. he's doing? Do you, is this the day he's on uh, previewing his show, or is that early? That was Monday. Wasn't yeah, that's it? Monday. That's Monday, or Tuesday. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I'd just call him anyway and wish him happy birthday.
1: Yeah, that'll be the—that's the thing to do. <laughs> I wonder what he's going
3: to do to celebrate. He's—he's he's got what twelve kids. His wife—they're
1: <laughs> having another like one. That. So, <laughs> quiet night. I know that's why I say he's—he's got,
3: he's got, he's having kids. He's got to be up to at least—he's—he's—he's he's, he's tripled your. Uh, uh, family, John. I know, I know. I know. We,
1: we got to catch up here, but uh, <laughs> no, it's just an awesome family. I mean, I you can't, you really can't get them any any better.
3: Happy birthday to Joe! stop All right. Well, I'm sure he'll have plenty of activities planned as uh, you do. You're still writing a book. You're writing another book.
1: Oh no, I've got articles. I've got to write. I, I just, you know, I always feel behind. Once I feel like I oh. catch up, then the next day I'm behind again. So I don't know. It's just kind of the roller coaster of, of writing.
3: I see, I see. Okay, well, uh, hopefully you have enough material to write about. I'm and, trying. Uh, hopefully it's good material. Well, good material, of course. That's the issue. <laughs> Looking for good material? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> We're putting it together.
3: Folks, if you have good material, you can get to John Leonetti, 515-223-1150 <laughs> on the text line. That's right. Uh, help him out a little bit. What article 223- should I, write next? I like How it. about that? There you go. I'm going to start off today. I'll get your I'll get your day started off. Appreciate you, John. that. All right, well, let's get right to it. This morning, got a beautiful day once again before the uh, hot weather uh, moves into uh, Central Iowa and from the. TV 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently in Des Moines. The Mercy One Studios, clear skies, 60 degrees. You'll need your sunglasses once again today uh, as we have a south wind at 6 miles per hour and the humidity up there at 83%. Today it'll be mainly sunny here in central Iowa, a little bit warmer than yesterday, a high of 85 degrees. South winds at 5 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight partly cloudy, overnight low is 62 degrees, and then tomorrow partly cloudy, warm and humid as humidity back in the forecast for your Friday. High of 89 degrees. Uh, Saturday chance of isolated storms throughout the day on Saturday. High of 90. It'll be hot and humid and Heat index up near in the mid 90s, and on Sunday more of the same hot and humid but uh, dry conditions with the high of 91 degrees. Well, in the news on this uh, Thursday morning, the Des Moines City crews are on day four of what's expected to be a week's long project to clear away storm debris. The Des Moines Public Works Department says nearly 1,000 dump truck loads have uh, hauled debris from curbs in residential neighborhoods. Now, the Metro West Waste Authority's Harriet Street compost site will also be open this Saturday from 7. To 2 p.m. for individuals who wish to drop off debris. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick print and yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard. Some of the Midwest teams that were in action. Cubs and Cardinals played a uh, doubleheader yesterday in Chicago. Cardinals win the first game nine to three. Cubs take the nightcap four to two. And down in Kansas City, the the Royals and Cincinnati played a doubleheader. Royals take the first game four nothing. Cincinnati winning the nightcap by the score of five to nothing. Other games had Milwaukee down in the Minnesota Twins nine to three. The White Sox defeated Detroit five to three and Cleveland down Pittsburgh six to one. Well, we're just eight Days away from the opening night of the high school football season, right here in Iowa Catholic Radio for the 44th consecutive year. Iowa Catholic Radio will be broadcasting Dallin Catholic High School football. Maroons, the seven-time defending champs, and the opening night is Friday, August twenty-eighth. That's one week from tomorrow. Dowling at Indianola, pregame at six thirty, kickoff at seven o'clock. And the complete Dowling football schedule is now up on our website, iowacatholicradio.com, under Dowling Catholic High School Sports. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines. Mostly clear skies right now. Our current conditions are sixty degrees, south wind at six miles per hour. The humidity up there at eighty-three percent. Today will be a sunglasses day. Mostly sunny skies. High of eighty. 5 degrees with south winds at 5 to 15 miles per hour and for the fourth straight day a perfect 10 on the TV 13 weather scale. Once, uh, once again this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather and Sports on your Thursday morning John Leonetti show and coming up Jimmy Olsen and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo.
0: Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Looking good this morning,
4: accident-free and no major delays. Of course, the big reminder about the Grimes exit closed on 8035, both east and westbound as they're finishing everything with that flyover there. So uh, keep that in mind as you are out and about today. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to Deacon Randy Keel. Good morning, Deacon. Uh, good morning, John. All right. First and or second today. First, we're going with Isaiah,
5: and this is like, back up the trucks and unload them. We've got a lot to
1: unpack. First, uh, excuse me, Isaiah 22, 19 to 23 is your first reading Isaiah for this Sunday.
5: That's right. That's right. This 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 portion of Scripture is very significant to me in my own personal journey, in my own testimony, because when I was coming back to the Catholic Church, reverting back, studying, new, implored by God to study, time to study, I knew that I had to get the topic of apostolic succession nailed down, pun intended, for the sake of this verse, um, because the authority of our church is fixed on verses such as this. This is one of the preeminent verses that foreshadows the church's authority that we have for us from this portion of Scripture. So folks, thinking of this, listen Sunday. Study ahead of time if you could to understand where the authority of our church comes from. It begins in some of the prophecy. This is some of the earlier prophecy that begins to set up the structure of the authority of our church.
1: Hmm. And of course... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, John. No, I was going to say, this leads right into the gospel, by the way. If anyone's wondering, uh, Matthew 16, 13 to 20, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. So this is what we're building on here in Isaiah.
5: And it it foreshadows also the keys of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And he's being given over to Peter and foreshadowing where the authority is. Now, this is all set. This is an admonition given by God. He starts off, thus says the Lord to Shebna, This is about, whenever it says, thus thus says the Lord, this means, this is not a negotiable. Shevna, you are the head guy of the palace. I'm taking you down, because he became too vain in his own conceit and too selfish. Hmm. He was all about image, but not about the significance of the value of the people. That's a great warning for us and an admonition for us today, To remain humble, it is God, it is Christ who is high and mighty, never us. Or what? He'll take us down, thus eventually representing exalted to heaven or debased down to hell. Now further down, he's going to give the kingdom over to Eliakim, who will be called a father, implying that Shebna was not a father. Back in these days, John, the name Shebna became a colloquial word that people use synonymous with selfish hmm. and a bad father. Eliakim became historically known as the symbol of good fatherhood.
1: It's interesting. I, um, I, I see here, you see the word servant. On that day, I will summon yes. my servant Eliakim. And that just immediately reminds me of probably my favorite title for the Holy Father, and that is the servant of servants. Yeah, um, and uh, you know this is this is what he is. Any time that the, the the popes have in history have uh, taken the uh, the crown, if you will, or taken the uh, chair and uh, fe- held themselves in much higher esteem, God always seems to humble them. Uh, and you know, I, I think this is so important for us to be able to see. And it, it's it's difficult in the early church because what came with the uh, the pope was a lot of f- political power as well. You don't see as much of that anymore. I mean, they certainly have the ears of political leaders and they meet with them and things, but they don't have near as much political power as uh, as they do today. And, and I, think, I think that's a good thing. Well, it's also it's just historically, that's, that's the evolution of mankind
5: on the earth. But it's, it's a good thing, I'll go with you also, because it separated out uh, earthly kingdom, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, rule. To heavenly kingdom representative. Yeah. It separated out the spiritual from the earthly, and that's, that was of God, or it wouldn't have happened. So that's that's the order of how that went. He says also in this verse a little bit later that whatever he shuts, no one shall open, and whatever he opens, no one shall shut. Thus further implying the purpose of those keys eventually were for the absolution of sin in our life and that's the authority given down to the people, and that he would fix Eliakim like a peg on a sure spot on a wall. Back in Jerusalem, John, they actually did put great big spikes inside of the Jerusalem wall, which meant your family lineage hung on that. Eliakim had good family hit, family lineage. Shibna did not. But eventually, the nail, the peg that went outside of the wall into the Hill of Disgrace, Golgotha, they knew what they were doing. They didn't just tie our Messiah, our Jesus, up on a cross. They nailed him high outside on the Hill of Disgrace, Golgotha, the place of the skull, so that he had no family lineage. But it didn't work.
1: Hmm. Uh, again, that leads right into Matthew 16, 13, 20. You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Thanks for preparing us, as always, Deacon. Love to do it.
5: Great to be with you. Would you
1: give us your I blessing? Thank you, everybody. Would you give us your blessing?
5: And I pray for the blessing of Almighty God and the fatherhood of the Holy Spirit to
1: come upon us all. In the name of the Father, the
5: Son, and the Holy Spirit,
1: amen. Amen, Deacon Randy Keel. Have a great rest of the week, Deacon. You too, John. All right. Always enjoy that spot here in preparation for Sunday's readings. and That's why we do it on this show. All right. Uh, Coming up, second half hour, Keith Nestor out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, We're going to talk to him. He's a a former, um, 20 years in full-time ministry as a former United Methodist, Assemblies of God, Evangelical Free Minister uh, in various different roles. But his conversion really has taken the country and the church by storm. There's a lot of people that have come to know his story and come to Know him because of his very popular YouTube channel, uh, but Keith's going to be on to talk all about his conversion. I'm looking forward to talking to him about it. Thursday, August 20th, when we come back and talk about finish that article that I was talking to you about yesterday from Jimmy Akin about the things you need to know and share about the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Don't go anywhere. John LeNetty in the morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for being a part of the show today. And thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. One of the things that I really enjoy about the people that support us is they do so intentionally. They're not just you know uh, trying to give us money or, the, or for for no reason. Uh, they they really enjoy Iowa Catholic Radio and they want what Iowa Catholic Radio does to continue to foster all throughout Central Iowa and grow. And that's what's happening here. The Pew family of Five Sons Naturescapes—they've been listeners for a long time. They've been helping these listeners for a long time too with outdoor landscape and design. Four nine three ten sixty. Thank you, Five Sons Naturescapes, for putting your name behind Iowa Catholic Radio and for helping us continue to do what we try to do and that is teach defend evangelize the catholic faith Five com.
2: support for programming of catholic women now partially provided by farm bureau agent cindy schulte cindy schulte on the web at cindy schulte 515-226-2111 cindy and her team know health insurance
1: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one. One child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal. Place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to blessmaninternational.org and click Sponsor a Child.
8: The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools and 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to CTOIowa.org.
6: Hi, this is Cy Kellett, host of Catholic Answers Live. When you support this station, you offer a lifeline to a soul in need. You help save a marriage or an innocent life or a young person crushed by secular pressures. That's how powerful the message of God's love in Jesus Christ is. We're all called to share the good news of God's love given to us in Jesus, and that is exactly what you do when you offer your support.
4: You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150.
1: There's a great piece in uh, Catholic News Agency put out on uh, Saint Rocco and Our Lady and um, the, the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Uh, 170 years, Catholics in Pittsburgh have been um, observing a day of thanksgiving for their parish's deliverance from the cholera pandemic that killed hundreds of local people in the mid-1800s. It's a cholera day mass is what they've been holding, and they've been doing it every year since then in August, fulfilling the promise of the prior generation of parishioners and their pastor. And the story goes that when Calora hit Pennsylvania in the summer of 1849, a thousand people in Pittsburgh alone died from the disease. And St. Michael's Catholic Church was hit very hard, and the parish was nearly wiped out by the pandemic. But an Italian priest at the parish invoked the Blessed Mother and St. Rocco, a 14th century saint who dedicated his life to the care of the diseased people in Italy. And the priest asked, For their intercession for the parish's safety and promises to observe a day of gratitude each year in remembrance. Well, when the cholera outbreak hit again in 1853, not a single person from St. Michael's parish got sick and died. And so that year, the first bishop of Pittsburgh, Bishop Michael O'Connor, formally authorized this celebration. And Pope Leo XIII actually later sent a relic of St. Rocco in recognition of the Holy Day and their intercession to that pastor in the parish. And they have been doing so now for the last 171 years. What a story. Hmm. We celebrated the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, of course, on Saturday. This was not, again, a Holy Day of Obligation this year because it fell on a Saturday. And any Holy Days that fall on Saturday or Monday uh, here in the United States would not be considered Holy days of obligation, but nonetheless, it's a very important day. Hope you celebrated it, and know we did. And yesterday, I went through some of the things to know and share from the piece that was put together by Catholic Answers and Iowa Catholic Radios. We can say that, right? Jimmy Aiken and uh, Jimmy Aiken put together a piece of twelve things to know and share regarding the Assumption, and I had more texts and comments yesterday from it. Uh, and they said, "Finish it." I had one person say, "You got you got to finish this." It was that good, and I thought, you know, Jimmy, he is that good. Uh, he, he puts together some really interesting stuff. So I made it through, I want to say nine, uh, and I'll get to these. Uh, th- it, I left off here at the Old Testament. So where where in the Old Testament uh, passages specifically um, that would kind of point us to the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary? And for those that are wondering, what is the assumption? And that's okay. We get new listeners, and new Catholics all the time. Uh, we believe uh, dogmatically. So this is not an option. Uh, This was spoken from the chair of Peter by Pius XII, that Our Lady uh, was taken body and soul, body and soul, into heaven. She was assumed into heaven. Now, again, yesterday, as we talked about, we uh, we don't have a dogmatic belief one way or the other if she died beforehand or not. Traditionally, most believe, most theologians believe that she would have died or fallen asleep, a.k.a. would have died, and then her body would have been assumed. But it is not heretical to believe that she uh, did not die beforehand. you are free to believe which one you would like again most theologians kind of park themselves in one camp but uh, what is not up for debate is whether this happened or not and Our lady it, by this you know of course her created perfect by God you know shows us what that glorified body what the fullness of what we're going to be in heaven as well. Not just on earth, but she also models that in heaven itself. See, God allows her to model that here for us as the immaculate conception, but she also models what we are to be when our bodies rise as well in heaven. That's why Our Lady is the most important person Uh, to ever, human being, to ever walk the planet. Ever. And uh, so you may say, okay, John, where in the Old Testament or New Testament, where in sacred scripture are we going to find some references to this? Well, Pope Pius XII, Jimmy says, pointed to several passages that have been legitimately used in a rather free manner to explain belief in the assumption, meaning these passages resonate with it in various ways. Now, they don't provide explicit proof, Jimmy says, but you know, for many things in Christianity, uh, sacred scripture doesn't provide explicit proof, but rather points to it, it helps us understand it. Often there are theologians and preachers who, following in the footsteps of Holy Fathers, have been rather free in their use of events and expressions taken from sacred scripture to explain their belief in the Assumption. Thus, to mention only a few of the texts rather frequently cited in this fashion, some have employed the words of the psalmist, Arise, O Lord, into your resting place, you and the ark which you have sanctified. Of course, this goes back to Our Lady, uh, one of the first honorary titles of her, as the Ark of the Covenant, the New Ark of the Covenant built of incorruptible wood and placed in the Lord's temple as a type of the most pure body of the Blessed Virgin Mary, preserved and exempt from all the corruption of the tomb and raised up in such glory in heaven. So, of course, the Ark of the Covenant, as we know, friends, was uh, that for which housed God. It was that place of perfection. And we see, you know, when David approached the Ark of the Covenant, what does he do? But he, he leaps, he dances all around it. Of course, Our Lady, that place of perfection, houses God. See, the new Ark of the Covenant, that Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament was there to foreshadow Our Lady, what was to come. And what does she do? But she houses God in her very womb. And you see now why, when she goes to Elizabeth, what does John the Baptist do when she greets Elizabeth, her cousin, but he leaps. See, this was David's dance right there around the Ark of the Covenant, that leaping John the Baptist. Here she is, the one foretold. So you and the Ark, which you have sanctified, our Lord sanctifies our Lady, risen from the grave. Some specific New Testament passages, Pope Pius XII talked about, the scholastic daughters, doctors, he said, "Excuse me, have recognized the assumption of the Virgin Mother of God. Uh, and, it's uh, of course, this, as sons and daughters, is something that we signify not only in various figures of the Old Testament, but also in that woman clothed with the Son, whom John the Apostle contemplated on the island of Patmos. Similarly, uh, Pope Pius XII says, quote, "...they have given special attention to these words of the New Testament. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women." Luke one twenty eight since they saw in the mystery of the Assumption the fulfillment of that most perfect grace granted to the Blessed Virgin and the special blessing that countered the curse of Eve. Again, they saw in the mystery of the Assumption the fulfillment of that most perfect grace granted to the Blessed Virgin. She shows us here on earth, as I talked about earlier, and she fulfills that for us in heaven. And how can we apply this to our everyday lives finally, according to Pope Benedict XVI? By contemplating Mary, he says, quote, in heavenly glory, we understand that the earth is not the definitive homeland for us either. And that if we live with our gaze fixated on eternal goods, we will one day share in the same glory and the earth will become more beautiful. Consequently, Pope Benedict XVI goes on to say, We must not lose our serenity and peace even amid the thousands of daily difficulties. The luminous sign of Our Lady taken up into heaven shines out even more brightly than sad shadows of suffering and violence seem to loom on the horizon. We may be sure of it from on high. Mary follows our footsteps with gentle concern, dispels the gloom and moments of darkness and distress, and reassures us with her motherly hand. Supported by awareness of this, let us continue confidently on our path of Christian commitment, wherever providence may lead us. But a model God has given to us in his mother, our lady, and we as her spiritual sons and daughters, we take her on in our lives, be able to show us again the way, which is her son. Who better knows the way than the one that was created perfect to be able to help get us there. All right, let's go to Chris Magruder, co-host of Catholic Women Now. Hi, Chris.
8: Good morning, John. Good How morning are you? to
1: you. I'm doing just fine this morning. What do we got coming up on your show?
8: Oh, well, it's not just a normal day at Catholic Women Now. We have Father John Ricardo coming on.
1: You mm. <laughs> had to say that when I took a sip of coffee, huh?
8: Yeah, nice. yeah, we, um, we our priest conversations continue, and so, of course, we always just say, what's on your mind? and matter of fact, um, sometimes we don't know what's going to be on his mind, and we didn't know until a few minutes ago. He just texted me this morning, which is, you know, another blessing when you know a holy person like this texting you in the morning. It's like, it's going to be a good day. That's we right. That. <laughs> he is a
1: holy but man. He,
8: yeah, he's going to talk to us today about um the day of fasting and prayer that's coming up on September 24th. And, it's kind of something that he's taking the lead from Abraham Lincoln, and he's going to explain all of that. But it should be pretty fun today.
1: Yeah, this is a big day um, that he's calling for. And, and I'm going to have a, a segment on that um, from the piece that was put together by him. And, and I think this will be a great show to be able to help uh, unfold that, because this is going to be an important day, an important thing for not just our country, but for the world and praying for peace and praying for um uh togetherness i guess you would say i mean praying for the uh, all the all the buzzwords that you're going to say here kind of fall into this but look we, we've had them first as christians and this is this is what we want our country to to become again so uh praying for that peace and that hope and that love that uh, father john ricardo was helping to point us to uh that's going to yep. be on the show today with catholic women now chris magruder julie nelson uh nine o'clock in the morning you can podcast it out at iowacatholicradio.com thank you chris
8: Thank you, John. Have a great day. God you bless you. as
1: well. Coming up, uh, second half hour, Keith Nestor here. Uh, he, we're going to talk about his conversion story out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 20 years in full-time ministry, serving for the United Methodist Assemblies of God, Evangelical Free Churches, and different various roles. He had a very um, a, a big conversion, and, and his conversion story has really caught the wind of uh, so many people across the country. He's got a very popular YouTube channel now with it. We'll have Keith on coming up to tell his conversion story after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee, in the Morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for being a part of the show today. And thank you to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. Residential re-roofs for 30-plus years now. Well, he was busy before, uh, and then the storm hit, and now he is continuing on the path. I, I told him he's got a schedule times for him to breathe, because uh, he is a man that he's gotten his name out there. And so I said, it's your fault, man. You've been so good for the last 30 years, and people want you back to be able to help him, and helping him he is. He sees this not just as a job, he sees this as a Christian duty, serving the people of Central Iowa, 963-4494, residential re-roofs, Dean Bell, and repair, 963-4494, Father Andrew now with today's Gospel and reflection.
9: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again, in reply, spoke to the chief priests and the elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have repaired my banquet, my calves and fattened cattle are killed and everything is ready, come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then the king said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads, and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. He said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet, and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord Like the king sending his servants, God sent many prophets to Israel, which rejected some and abused others. The message he wants us to know, the gospel, is meant for everyone, hence the king inviting whomever his servants could find. But the man without a wedding garment shows that not everyone who receives the gospel will take it to heart and act accordingly.
4: Thank you to Bozen the Florist for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio, Dallin Catholic Football, and Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio.
10: What better way to send a message to a friend or a loved one than a beautiful bouquet of fresh-cut flowers? Hey, this is Tom Bozen from Bozen the Florist. Our
0: family business has been helping central Iowans send messages locally and around the world for almost 100 years. Whatever the occasion, whatever the message, we can help you say more with
10: Bozen. That's 244-ROSE, two four four seven six seven three, 7673 or visit us at bozen.com.
1: Thanks for joining me today friends John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio appreciate you being a part of the show today. Keith Nestor coming up here soon I'm going to talk about his wild conversion story uh, after 20 years of full-time ministry in different Protestant churches uh, and a very popular YouTuber Keith Nestor out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa too. So I'm going to talk to him about the uh, the storm and what they're doing up there and, and how that's uh, how they're recovering because I know they had some pretty big damage at least from what I've saw, seen. Uh, All right, Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God with our morning offering.
2: God our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church,
1: pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now. News and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Good morning, sir. Well, good
3: morning, John. How you doing on this Thursday morning? You didn't go get that third cup of coffee, I see. No, I'll, I'll wait till a little bit later this morning. Mm. I, I know. I apologize for the brief delay, as it is on radio. <laughs> so, <you'd, laughs> the, you know, the how many air. cups are you up to now a day? <laughs> Just two before I leave home, and maybe one or two more before the noon hour, and okay. that's it. I cut off. Cut off at noon, yeah. So. Yeah, I try to, I try to. Now, uh, John, i got a little story to tell you. As, you, as folks know, that uh, we had a little roof damage, we had a tree come through our roof, and yes. taking bids on getting it repaired as part of the bid process, because mm-hmm. insurance wants to know. Dean Bell came over, and uh, was one of the folks that came over yesterday, as a matter of fact, and yes. shared a story with me about the Leonetti roof that was put on a, a week right before the derecho hit.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, and it held up, too. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it did. Yes, it did. But he said he got up on on your uh, mom and dad's roof. That's your uh, where you grew up at yep. here in Urbendale and he got up there and found a ladder. And says, <laughs> "Didn't do not remove. This is for Santa." <laughs> Signed, Cookie.
1: Is that what he said? There's a ladder up there, huh? It wouldn't surprise me. a ladder me. on your mom you know, and dad's roof. My dad was a firefighter, and uh, my I, I still remember <laughs> to this day how many times a week my dad would just climb up a uh, climb up on the roof and sit there and watch as a storm was coming in. If there was a storm coming in in the distance, that would be what my dad would do, and he would say, "Come on up, I, I could go up there." But my mom would never let me go up there. But he just loved sitting up there as a firefighter, walking that roof and and standing up there. I don't know. Gave him peace.
3: Uh, apparently so. He uh, he saw one of God's creations coming at him, and yep. uh, he just admired that. I'm sure
1: he would get down but, in time. So he, don't 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 think he didn't. But
3: yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sure he did that many times. But he's also a <laughs> trained spotter uh, as the. Uh, people in the fire department are the train spotters for you know unusual activities and throughout the storms but uh, i thought i'd share that with you found the ladder up there There do not remove this is for santa to get down our chimney
1: that's that's the way it
3: works huh so i so the, the legend of Cookie lives on, <laughs> continuing at the Leonetti house.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, that roof held up. It, no, no damage, thank God, but it, for the, their house. But the park that's next to them in Urbandale, that got hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And I still see there's still quite a bit of cleanup that needs to be done and that is doing. Have you heard anything about the cities picking up?
3: Uh, all the cities are, are picking up. Des Moines started theirs on Monday. Urbandale has been around. They haven't advertised it, but their, their city crews are picking uh, their uh, debris up on the... Uh, uh, on the curbs and that, so yeah, continue to do that, folks. Okay. The cleanup continues. I just saw a message: uh, twenty-two thousand people still without power. Wow! And this is day eleven in the uh, Cedar Rapids area, Cedar mm. Rapids and Marion areas. So yeah. keep them in your prayers.
1: I saw that uh, another post from a friend yesterday in Cedar Rapids, and our our guest coming up here soon is going to be is from Cedar Rapids as well, and I'll ask him about it. But I, I we got to continue to pray for them, folks, and and send aid. Anything we can do. Uh, Money-wise, I know a friend of mine is putting together some stuff right now that we're going to be donating to. So try to get creative and don't wait for someone else to do something. Uh, try to maybe put something together yourself. Um, but, yeah, there's there's a lot of need there.
3: There certainly is. So we keep those folks in our prayers. I know nationally it gets kind of over – Iowa gets overlooked because the wildfires going out in California get uh, seem to get more press than what we actually had here And uh, so there's a lot of folks still hurting and recovering.
1: We'll keep praying for them.
3: Absolutely. All right. We've got a beautiful day shaping up here in Central Iowa once again for the fourth straight day. A perfect 10 on the weather scale from the WHO TV 13 weather desk. And meteorologist Megan Selwall, currently in Des Moines. We have mostly clear skies at the Mercy One Studios. 60 degrees, south winds at 6 miles per hour. Humidity up there at 20, or 83%. And, yes, sunglasses will be the mainstay once again, as we'll see mainly Sunday skies throughout the day. A high of 85 degrees, south winds at 5 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy overnight low is 62 degrees and tomorrow partly cloudy warm and humid as humidity back in the uh, uh, forecast a high of 89 for your friday saturday chance of isolated storms a high of 90 is be hot and humid in the afternoon uh, between storms and uh, heat index up into the mid 90s and on sunday hot and humid high of 91 degrees heat index up into the upper 90s so warm weekend in store well in the news on this uh, thursday morning Des Moines city crews are on day four of what's expected to be a weeks-long project to clear away uh, storm debris. The uh, Des Moines Public Works Department says nearly 1,000 dump truck loads have hauled debris from curbs in residential neighborhoods in the city of Des Moines. The Metro Waste Authority's Harriet Street com- uh, compost site will also be open this Saturday from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. for individuals who wish to uh, drop off debris. Well, today's... Spor- Sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard: some of the Midwest teams that were playing a couple doubleheaders in the, the Midwest. As the Cubs hosted the Cardinals in a doubleheader, Cardinals win Game One, nine to three. Cubs win the nightcap by the score of four to two. And down in Kansas City, the Royals hosting Cincinnati. Kansas City taking Game One, four nothing over Cincinnati, while the uh, the Reds take the nightcap by the score of five nothing. Other games: Milwaukee defeated the Minnesota Twins nine to three. The White Sox defeated Detroit five to three, and. Cleveland down Pittsburgh six to one. Well, we're just eight days away from the opening night of the high school football season here on Iowa Catholic Radio. For the uh, 44th consecutive year, Iowa Catholic Radio will be broadcasting Dowling Catholic High School football. The Maroons are the seven-time defending champs and the first game is Friday, August 28th, uh, one week from tomorrow, Dowling at Indianola, pregame 630, kickoff 7 o'clock. We'll have all the action right here all season long on Iowa Catholic Radio and the complete Dowling football schedule is now on our website at iowacatholicradio.com under Dowling Catholic High School Sports. Once again, from the Mercy One studios in Des Moines, most of clear skies, 60 degrees, a south wind at six miles per hour. Today it'll be mainly sunny and sunglasses are needed. High of 85 degrees, south wind At 5 to 15 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio, news, weather, and sports. On your Thursday morning, John Leonetti show, coming up, Jimmy Olsen. And he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo.
0: traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio.
4: Still accident-free, no major delays to pass along, but a reminder there on 8035, the Grimes exit 141, the exits are shut down both east and westbound as they're getting things finished off for that flyover, so do be aware of that for the next few days couple weeks. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken is a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. A small spark and light, a big fire as today's Saint proves. Saint Bernard of Clairvaux today was born in the 1100s in France. At the age of 20 he left his aristocratic family to become a monk. Shortly thereafter he persuaded five of his biological brothers, two uncles and 30 of his friends to join the monastery as well. Bernard took a dwindling order and so revitalized that the needed that they needed to found a second monastery it just kept growing and growing. Bernard, of course became the abbot. Bernard was tough, but a fair abbot, and his knack for settling disputes soon became very widely known. The pope several times asked Bernard to settle disputes, and Bernard even uh, managed to heal a schism between the Roman pontiff and an anti-pope. Bernard was a theologian, particularly well known for his work on the Blessed Mother. He was a scripture scholar, a magnificent preacher, an advisor to popes, and a defender of the faith. But most of all, Bernard longed for the quiet solitude of his early monastic life in prayer with God. He was called home in 1153. We ask today, St. Bernard of Clairvaux, to pray for us. Amen. And thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at Law, for underwriting the saint of the day. Experienced in wills and estate planning makes it easy on you because he does the work for you. 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Keith Nestor, popular YouTuber out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Big conversion to the faith. Keith on right after this with his story. Don't go anywhere. John Lee in the Morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to Blessman International for underwriting the show. Every week, Blessman International provides 12,000 meals to the impoverished children and families in Limpopo, South Africa. They've been working there for a long time. Yes, since 2001, Dr. Jim and Beth Blessman have become passionate about helping their friends there, and especially those that are poor and in need. BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you for underwriting the show. That is BlessmanInternational.org. Your Diocesan Minute is right now.
8: This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Thursday, August 20th. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Happy birthday to Father Lazarus Carrigia. Father Lazarus is the pastor of St. Mary Parish in Red Oak and St. Patrick Parish in Imogene. It's not too late to get your tickets for the 2020 Bishop's Golf Classic slated for August 31st at Echo Valley Country Club in Norwalk. It might look a little different this year with additional restrictions and social distancing, but we'll have the same fun while helping people in need. Go to CatholicCharitiesDM.org for more information and tickets. Tune in to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Bishop will be visiting with Catholic author and African-American priest, Father Josh Johnson. Father Johnson is the son of a former police officer and has openly spoke about race relations for years. Father Johnson has also done numerous videos for Ascension Press. That interview is tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher collins
4: Listen to Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson Friday mornings at 9 on Iowa Catholic Radio or on demand at iowacatholicradio.com and the Iowa Catholic Radio app.
2: Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance.
1: Thanks for joining me, friends. John Leonetti in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Let's go to our last guest of the day, former former United Methodist Assemblies of God, Evangelical Free uh, Church minister in some varying ways, 20 years in full-time ministry before his powerful conversion to the Catholic Church. Keith Nestor joins me. Hi, Keith.
10: Hey, John. How you doing?
1: First of all, you're in Cedar Rapids, man. How's it looking there after the storm?
10: Pretty rough. pretty rough it's uh it's incredible devastation here
1: now have you um you do you have power because i know there's still thousands there without it
10: yeah we got power last week after i think we were down for four or five days without it but yeah there are still some folks without it so there's a lot of people rallying together and helping each other out and it's that's been a great thing to see but yeah we're we could use your prayers we're still all in a world of hurt over here but we're getting through
1: it. Well, well, we'll continue to pray here in Iowa Catholic Radio for you, and, of course, inspiring different listeners to be able to do what they can to help. And I know there's a lot of movements and organizations that are uh, coming forward to be able to help, and uh, I know a friend of mine is putting something together. We're all we're all in this together uh, with our Amen. people and friends Amen. in Iowa. Your story, man, I'll tell you what, you've got, first of all, a very popular YouTube channel, uh, and you're very well known in, in your ministry. Uh, as I said, United Methodists, Assemblies of God, Evangelical Free Churches, and different various... Various roles. But uh, just a few years ago, you decided to convert, and you converted to Catholicism. What was it that made you—what's the one thing, if you could boil it down to everything—what was the one thing that made you convert?
10: Man, that's a hard question to answer, because there's so many things. But I would say, um, there, you know, the issue of authority, the authority of the Church is what really put me into that corner of of going I need to do something different here with my with my faith because I was I was running into so many problems that are the result of a lack of of biblical authority, Christ centered authority and running into those issues of what happens when everyone just gets to make up their religion as they see fit. And and I know that's a story a lot of converts tell. So that's that's sort of the intellectual answer. The, 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 the deeper answer is that really our Blessed Mother grabbed my heart, mm. which is a weird thing for people because for a lot of people that's a, an obstacle right. to conversion. And for me, it wasn't the very beginning. Many years ago when I first was exploring Catholicism, I thought that the Catholic doctrines about the Blessed Mother were really hokey, and they had to have been created in the Middle Ages and certainly you know not biblical. But then I began to study this and even even preached about it a couple times in my in my Methodist church and when I would do so like she just grabbed my heart and I began to have this in, this incredible experience where I felt drawn to her which ultimately bypassed all of my like intellectual things I was wrestling with and just grabbed my heart and it was like okay this is this is real
1: Wow. And and this has got to be now where your kind of rosary uh, group that you have and, and why you're such a staunch defender and promoter of the rosary.
10: Well, yeah, I mean, that that was something that, you know, I I started praying the rosary um, while I was in the process of, of converting. So I'd already decided I got to become Catholic. But the, to me, the rosary was like too Catholic. You know, I'm like, okay, that's too far, <laughs> right? Um, and it was, but I thought, I'm going to do this. And then, and then, as I as I dug into it, as I let it just sort of, as I just let my myself go into it, you know, it began to change me. And then when the quarantine happened, uh, I did a live stream one day. I think it was like March seventeenth. I did a live stream, and just people jumped on on YouTube and and I don't know who had the idea. Someone said, "Well, what if we prayed the rosary together um, during the quarantine?" So I thought, "Well, I'm stuck here in my house. Might as well do it." So we started praying that together on my YouTube channel on March eighteenth, and we've done it everyday sense and are still going strong with it.
1: It's awesome, man. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, I, for you, and the one thing that also inspires me and, and inspires many that convert to Catholicism is you're not just, you know, converting to the faith one day and you get up and go to your job the next. Uh, you you had to resign from your jobs. Yeah. I mean, did you know where you were going to go? That has to be scary, what you were going to do. Well, yeah, I mean, I that's true.
10: That's true. And me that was sort of like the thing that I needed I needed help with in terms of like the emotional part and like the just the trusting of God part and that's where our, I think our, our blessed mother grabbed me and Jesus grabbed me I mean I really felt an experience with Jesus where I was asking him one night to just if you want me to become Catholic I'll do it just make a way you've got, there's got to be a way for me you know I've, this is my career this is my family I've got three kids I've got a mortgage I, all that stuff you know and I know that's trivial to a lot of people but when you're in the middle of it, it's a big concern. That's not I trivial. Converts, I mean, that that is a big concern. It is, and I talk to a lot of converts who reach out to me and say, "I want to make the jump. I want to do this, but I'm in ministry. I don't know what that means for me." Hmm. And I was right there, and Jesus like spoke to my heart, and He said, "Look, you don't need me to make a way. You just need me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life." And that that was that was that was given to me while I was up front at a Catholic church, in Mass, crossing my arms, not able to receive the Eucharist, but receiving a blessing, just going, I want, I want Jesus. I want Jesus in the Eucharist. And I had to make a decision that nothing was going to keep me from that, not some job, not financial security, not you know controlling my situation, but just letting God do what he wants without me having to understand. I think that's the biggest problem a lot of us face, John, is we want to do what God wants us to do, but only if we can see the path laid out to some sort of, you know, comfortable end. And that's not the way the gospel works. That's not the way that we're called to follow Christ. We're called to take up our cross. So, yeah, I, I had to quit the job. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I mean, my wife and I had been had been running a photography studio. She was doing that while I was working in the, in the Methodist church, and I just sort of rolled into that with her, but I knew it was going to be rough because, I mean, we lost, I don't know, probably about... 70% of our income when uh-huh. I made that decision, which, and I don't say that to like make people feel bad for me because God was faithful to us sure. all through that. And we we've, we've, he's, he's opened up so many doors and it's been incredible. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a concern. What's but, the
1: one thing that you learned as a Protestant that you, has really helped you as a Catholic, that's brought you into the Catholic faith and, and really helped mm, you? That
10: I've learned as a Protestant, yeah. I would say the biggest thing I think that I've, I, I'm trying to bring over from my experience my life experience.
1: Say it again. Yeah. You cut out a little bit. Okay, I'm
10: sorry. I'm tr- here's, the, here's the thing that I'm trying to bring over from my, my life as a Protestant into my life as a Catholic is the importance of being a welcoming community when it comes to, um, you know, going to church on Sunday. I think that, when, you know, we spend a lot of time in our Protestant church asking questions like, are we welcoming to newcomers? Are we helping people understand what this is all about? And are we helping them make the jump from whatever they were doing before to a faith walk with Jesus and the life of our church? And I think sometimes in Catholicism, I'm not saying it's like this everywhere, but sometimes in Catholicism, you know, everyone's sort of on their own individual path here. And, you know, you come into Mass and maybe somebody hands you a bulletin, maybe not. But there does seem to be the same level of, hey, let's figure out how to be intentionally welcoming to newcomers. If you don't know what you're doing in mass when you first go, there's typically nobody there who's going to help you with it. And I certainly experienced that. So I have a heart for converts. I have a heart for people that are that are trying to do this. And I want to work as hard as I can to help them in that and make it.
1: As, there's a lot as we can learn from possible. each other i've always said that they can Amen. learn a lot from us we can learn a lot from them keith sure, Nestor, what's absolutely. your I, I gotta let you go here because i'm running up against a hard clock keith is where people can go uh to find out more information maybe even bring them in to speak coming up keith keith thanks for coming on brother god bless you man john thanks so much for having me i appreciate it god bless your ministry you as well uh deacon tony valdez would you give us your blessing
2: Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the
1: Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. I am John Linetti, friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.
0: Here in this worn and weary land, where many a dream has died.